Hello, you've reached the Running From Diabetes hotline. To enter a race, plus one. To enter your blood sugars, press two. To gripe about being a diabetic, press three. To listen to the podcast, press four. Welcome to the Running From Diabetes Podcast. This is Kevin Kilograms, and this is my audio journal of my life dealing with diabetes as I train for endurance sports. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. Welcome to the Running From Diabetes Podcast. It's Kevin Kilograms. This is my uh, journal of my life as I deal with diabetes and other uh, complications while training for endurance events. Uh, well, you don't want to change that because lately it hasn't been really training, training for any real endurance events. It's just been, you know, trying to work out, do the motivators. It's surprising um, how uh, you can go from high school athlete, and after high school I was a, uh, I joined the service, but I was also, before I went in the service, I, I, I did a semester, oh, honey, okay, okay, I did a semester at State University where I was a red shirt in football and I, I bench warmed. <laughs> that was that was the I I rushed a fraternity, pledged a fraternity. You did not rush, pledged a fraternity and partied my way through my first semester and got in lots and lots and lots of trouble. But so I went from God dog Hero to zero. I already let you pee. You don't have to pee in every bush. Hero to zero. And then, because I got in so much trouble, I decided I would, that was actually recommended to me by my father, uh, enlisted in the military. And, um, how you doing? wasn't going to make a career out of it. So I decided I wanted to do, you know, they, they give you, you know, you could be an airplane mechanic or actually army helicopter mechanic, or you could be a, you know, I passed high enough on their entrance tests that I pretty much had my choice of jobs. Um, so I decided I didn't want to be uh, any of these choices of jobs they were giving me that were career-oriented. They weren't offering me, like, medical school or anything like that. Um, so I opted for, I want to do what I've never been able to do and never will be able to do. Um, getting off on a sidetrack, so I'll finish that thought. So I off, opted to take on an infantry combat role. I wanted to fire a machine gun, blow stuff up, 
you know, and I ended up as a combat engineer demolition specialist, which is exactly where I wanted to be. C4 TNT. Okay, so here it is zero. Zero. Then back to in the best shape of my life. My football shape had nothing compared to Ranger shape. You know, basic training. AIT kept you, you know, at your school, kept you in shape as you went through school. Went to airborne school, air assault school, airborne school. <laughs> Physically challenging as well as the school learning, you know, the object of the school. Went back to demolition school, which another AIT, and then went off to ranger school. All of them supremely physically challenging. I walked out of ranger school 15 pounds lighter than when I had entered the service, 10 pounds heavier than when I had exited high school. I had somewhere around 11% body fat. I mean, I could knock out 100 one-arm push-ups. That's where I was. So, of course then, spend your life in the military, and then I get out. When I got out of the military, I went into business. Let myself go again. Decided I hated business. And I hated it, but it wasn't my cup of tea at, the, at that present time. I was too much of an adrenaline junkie. And I opted for the police academy. Back up to a pretty high state of physical conditioning. Then as a patrol officer, I maintained a reasonable physical conditioning. I was diagnosed with diabetes and... The rest, you know, as it progressed, I had to leave the force. I didn't really have to. I just didn't want to be a desk jockey. And back to business. Years passed, very overweight, and I decided to take it, take the physical challenge again, and I go hero to zero again, zero back to hero, and I take on the marathon challenge. After doing one marathon, of course, and all these people come out of the woodwork that your family or friends, I remember when I did a marathon. I remember when I did a I did a marathon once. Blah blah blah. And it bugged me that no one can just say except for other runners. It's funny because my family and friends that were dedicated runners who had run marathons and were doing it came up and said, That's awesome, congratulations. Everybody else says, I remember when I did it. Or they would give you the other one. Run 26 miles? Hell, I couldn't even drive 26 miles. You know. <laughs> so. But it bugged me. That all these people would say they've done one. But they have or hadn't. So I didn't want to say I did one. So I put my sights and binders on and went after a second one. The second one was way easier than the first one and actually a lot of fun. So, started a new chapter of my life and I started running marathons. Many. You know, I would do multiple marathons in a year. I wasn't the marathon maniac where I was doing six or ten of them in a six-month period. But I would do two a year. Interspace amount, I would 
doing a marathon, I would recover and then start at base and work up again. It just it was something I liked to do the way I like to do it. Was able to toss in, play some of those marathons with a couple ultra marathons. Nothing substantial. I didn't run Western States or Badwater or you know Leadville or Hard Rock or any of the killer ones. I just did some close and uh, self-supported ultras. Of course, then you get sick and life treats you bad and back to zero again. So, I'm from a zero, I'm heading back to hero again. And I'm trying to decide how to cope with this. Not the yo-yo portion, but the I was once one of these and had I let myself go. This is my, my biggest problem, is you keep letting yourself go. And so I've decided that like in life where you have to, in order to have the best fulfilling life, you've got to learn to forgive outside. You know, I've had ample things done to me. And I really try to be forgiving to the people that have done me wrong. Especially the ones that didn't do it with horrible intentions. At corporations, that's a different story. Won't get into that one. <laughs> but even then, I put it behind me. And so, why can't I forgive myself for these indiscretions, these problems, these yo-yos, these zeros? So I've been working on trying to play in my head the... Uh, the forgiveness aspect to myself. And it's kind of funny. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> How you guys doing? That uh, I would be <laughs> so condemning of myself and then I'd literally tell yourself myself, you know, you got to forget this and forgive this and just move on. No, you let yourself go. You're a bad person. Holy crap. You know, every time I look in the mirror, that's when I really get it. You know, really negative self-talk. It's really hard to get around it. I have never in my life been this overweight. And you see this giant stomach and I'm like, God. You know, and I'm just self-deprecating. It's really rough. So... You know, I blame it on Hi there. I blame it on the disease, but you know, the disease is as in my last podcast with some fierce fighting, the disease is manageable. Not controllable, somewhat, but somewhat manageable. More manageable than I've let it be. So, again, I get into this negative self-talk. You, know, you let it down. You're getting sicker because of yourself. I came up with a, an idea maybe five years ago where I, I figured out 
a way to cure diabetes. And I started spouting this off. Didn't really believe it, you know, because it's really not a cure. It's a way of thinking. And it came back into my mind when I was going through this process. And I decided that that's probably the best way to approach this. So far it's been working, you know, I haven't had all the negative self-talk. The, uh, my curing diabetes is this. The, uh, common complications for uncontrolled diabetes, blindness, amputation, kidney failure, and then the biggies, heart attack, stroke, And I could keep listening, but let's st stick with that. <laughs> that is the complications and happenings of uncontrolled diabetes. A shorter life, right? A less fulfilling life. Well, you want to know something? You want to know what the complications of controlled diabetes are? <laughs> None of those. You have the same risk factors as everybody else on the planet for those conditions. Well, maybe slightly elevated, but if you really work at it and you can control it, here's the hard part, you have to control it and that's damn near impossible, but you basically with the help of medicine, exercise, and diet, you have cured diabetes. To a point, you know. <laughs> you never get to take a break from that, but... So, I realized that what my problem was, was I was being depressive, about my current state. I wasn't giving myself a chance to just enjoy life because I was thinking to myself that I'm so overweight, you know, I don't look good in a bathing suit. You know, it's like a girl thing, but you know, I've got that. How you doing? The big ass belly, so I put the board shorts on and you know, I live at the, near, near the beach. I surf, used to surf daily, twice a day a lot of times. And uh, I don't want to head down to the beach, be the fat guy on the surfboard. I've come to a point where, so what? <laughs> let's enjoy, let's find the enjoyment in things and not worry about the not worry about the... That's what that is. Um, not worry about the... Um, the negative things. And as the more I enjoy... And seek out the enjoyment of life... I think... I will be more apt... To... Control the negative self-talk. I will be more apt to you know, have more positive self-talk, which will allow me to do the things 
you know, I'm out. Yeah, so I'm out for a walk. Sorry, that was a phone call that interrupted me. I'm out for this walk. And, um, that's a three-mile walk, a little brisk. And I really enjoy these walks. And, you know, you, you forget, you know, I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself, watching TV, whatnot. And, uh, I, I have to, uh, I have to remind myself the, the positive aspects of this. Oh, that's just kind of where I was going to touch on today. The, uh, the negative self-talk and being able to recreate it with the positive self-talk. Come on, honey. No, no, let's go over here. We're going through a fenced area. Come on. This gate is a, the bike trail splits. And this gate comes up to a, or this split has a gate. Well, the gate has a gap that's people-sized. I have to climb over because I don't fit through it. Honey and the kids and everybody else fit through it. Funny thing is, is on the other side of the split where the trail rejoins, no gate. <laughs> so it's kind of an odd thing. I don't know what it was designed to do. But, I think bicycles don't come up here because they can't get through that path. And so, I figured out that I can let Honey explore a little bit. Take her off the leash because she won't bolt in front of a bicycle up here. Well, nothing yakking away on that. Oh, I also wanted to touch on motivation and getting my ass out the door. You know, we've got the self, positive self-talk, but I talked about, you know, a lot of us have family. You know, my kids are not motivating factors per se. They don't, hey, hey Dad, go out and run. You should be out running. My wife tries to be, but my wife is very sedentary with her exercise. She's not really a, doesn't like it, and is, fights it tooth and nail. It's funny because she's the busiest person I know. But um, I don't, uh, so she doesn't push me out the door. She gives me congratulations when I get out the door because she knows what the the benefit of you know, to my disease. It's, a lot of people ask me about Twitter and Facebook. Why? Especially that I have... You know, especially since I have hundreds of Facebook friends that are... that I've never met before. And... Here's some of the benefits of just friending. I am careful to select my friends on Facebook, but I don't select controversial people. I don't select, um, pretty much don't select anybody who's not a, an adult athlete. Not 
Oh, maybe I got a few pros uh, that I like to follow. But I'm not following the the pros per se, or maybe one or two. Most of the people I follow, you know, I are adults who are extremely active all the way to just barely, you know, able to run a 5K, but they're really trying hard. Uh, we have, it's funny because we sort of cross-reference all our friends. Most of us will have at least 100 friends in common, again, that we've never been never met and it's based in parts in part because I'd like to see what other people are doing in areas that interest me too by watching what other people do you know seeing them post their workouts and stuff it reminds me that I can get out there gives me a little bit of motivation if they can do it so can I and thirdly there's a lot of positive feedback from this community. Um, I think I said it earlier, you know, the, the friends that I had who were runners were the most biggest positive feedback among everybody I knew. So when you post a workout, you know, I can get two or three congratulations. I can get, uh, if I'm feeling a little down, might get a comment on it that lifts my spirits up from someone that I've literally never met before. You know, never run a race with, never, hell, I've never even commented on their uh, status or they've commented on mine. I try to comment on everybody at least with a happy birthday on their birthday, but... So, by having multiple like-minded friends, especially in the, well, in my case, it's running and, and multi-sport, there's a lot of productive thought, positive thought, positive motivation to help you through. And so, if anybody ever asks you why you're friending all these people, you don't even know them. That's why. You don't have to post your whole life on Facebook. Some of it you should. Be as private as you, you deem that you want to be. Wow, dog, you're really going to mark every single bush, aren't you? <laughs> I guess it was driving her nuts. <laughs> she runs up ahead and then... Hence the amount of time that it takes for me to catch back up to her. Telling everybody she's been here. The, uh... <laughs> that was a side comment. I probably shouldn't have said it, but... <sighs> On top of uh, Facebook, there are a lot of dedicated areas that... Sites that... Um, allow for the same type of process. I told you I was doing this thing with Jillian Michaels. Well, she has community boards that allow you to, to friend people. I haven't really jumped into it, but I noticed it was there. I've used one called the Daily Mile. Used it a lot. 
But you have to remember, here's the, here's the one caveat to creating a positive experience with something like that is when you got to fill your site with enough information that people feel they get to know you a little bit. A photo, where you're from. You don't have to tell them that what you do for a living, although that's not a bad thing, unless you're a secret agent or something, you know. <laughs> Top secret what I do. It isn't. You know, I'm a carpenter. <laughs> I can tell people that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I prefer to people know it, so if anybody needs a carpenter for hire, you know, they might give me a ring. You don't have to post your phone number. But a little bit of information, in particular information is probably common knowledge. And the second thing is, is trying not to be a lurker. Someone who just sits in the background and reads everybody else's posts and does nothing themselves. A great way to start so you can get yourself acclimated to what everybody is doing. Maybe even the verbiage. But even if you just post your own personal workouts and as little as they are or as missing as you think they are, I would um, post them. I did five minutes of lifting weights. I did five minutes of this uh, walking. Because if that's all you can do, then post it. You'd be surprised how many of these people were there. How many of these people can give you an attaboy and help you feel good about putting the a little the effort that it took. And next thing you know, you'll be posting that marathon you ran. On that note, this is Kevin Kilograms, and I'm out of here.